Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Three-time Tony and Grammy nominee Joshua Henry is best known for his stage work in the Scottsboro Boys on Broadway and as Aaron Burr in the first touring company of Hamilton. He appeared alongside Andrew Garfield and Vanessa Hudgens in Lin-Manuel's directorial debut, Tick, Tick, Boom, right before I spoke with him in September 2021 about his taking advantage of the pandemic shutdown to focus solely on his first love, music, and record his debut CD, Grow, which brought together his love for jazz, soul, funk, and pop. Joshua talked to me from his home in Los Angeles about his wide range of influences, including Nat King Cole, whom he was celebrating the week we spoke in a series of performances at the Huntington Library in San Marino, California. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm doing this show uh, with this symphony called Musique, and it's out of Pasadena. Uh, Rachel Warby is the artistic director. We had this idea of putting a Nat King Cole um, program together. Um, and the really cool, there's so many cool things about it. But one of the coolest things is Nat King Cole's close orchestrator, Nelson Riddle, we, we got permission from his daughter to use these charts that are, you know, Nature Boy, Ballerina, uh, and Pretend so many others so we can use the actual charts as he did it so it's an honor to be able to sing that stuff right now um it's it, it feels so good we had our first show yesterday we've got one tonight and also one on the 26th did you listen to nat cole growing up did your parents play him or when did no, you discover him i growing up i i heard the just the big ones the unforgettables and the nature boy but as i got into college i studied at the university of miami in the music school there and which has a really great jazz program. So I was doing my musical theater uh, degree in the day. And then from like 10 PM to three in the morning, that's when the jazz folks really get to their practice rooms. I would just go in and I would just be like a fly on a wall and, and, and they would be playing all of, all of his music. And I was like, okay, no, this is for real. That's when I really um, embraced jazz, I would say. There was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eyes. But very wise was he And then one day A magic day he passed my way And while we spoke of many things Fools and kings 
this he said to me The greatest thing You'll ever learn Is just to love And be loved In return One of my favorites is Nature Boy. I, I, it really is. I mean, it's a classic, but just with that uh, Nelson Riddle, um, the way that he, his phrasing is so incredible and the sound of his voice is so warm and and rich that, I don't know, it's, it's like it just envelops you in this warm hug of sound. And so for me, doing this music now, I, I had to stay focused on bringing Joshua to it, you know, bringing my full self to it, but also paying homage to some of the phrasing and, and some of the, the, the licks that he does and, and his tremendous swing that he's so famous for. Um, and that's a, a dance, you know, that's a dance that I've, that I've been having a lot of time finding. But I think for me, it was just like, all right, well, what are the, what are the ways in which I sync up with him, at least vocally, I'm a baritone, I'm a baritoner, and, and so I lean, lean into my, my lower register a little bit more, but also stay true to my, you know, my phrasing and, and, and my style. You epitomize for me something that I think is a surprise for a lot of people who aren't in the business who and who don't have a broad taste in music necessarily, and you have very broad taste and broad talents. So you can go from Broadway to Nat Cole to this fabulous new CD, which I'm going to have you put it in a box because I asked you before we started recording, what exactly, what style you call this? But it's, I think that a lot of people, and you can tell me, maybe I'm wrong, maybe people are more open than I think they are, but I think if you played you from from the Nat Cole show juxtaposed with your new CD, people would be surprised at those stylistic differences, or do you think they wouldn't? You know, yes, they definitely would. Um, I think the music that I have on my album, Grow, that just came out is, uh, I call it a funky, soulful pop, right? And so that's kind of the, the what I grew up on is, um, a Marvin Gaye, uh, a Sam Cooke, you know, soul, you know, but I also listen to a bunch of, um, you know, 
pop, current pop now. So, but, but it's important to me um, to, to be versatile and, and to, one of the things that I learned from being at the University of Miami and hanging around a lot of jazz musicians is the importance of versatility. I mean, they can play anything. They can play anything from Rachmaninoff and then they can swing some Ella and then they can play you whatever's on the radio. So hanging around them, um, I, I embraced versatility. I'm like, oh, I want to be able to do that. Not just tiptoe around it, but really get involved with the world. Joshua Henry from his debut CD, Grow. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Joshua Henry made a name for himself in his Tony-nominated turn in The Scottsboro Boys and as Aaron Burr in the first touring company of Hamilton. Being home during the pandemic gave him the opportunity to explore other parts of his creativity. Grow was produced virtually using a small MIDI keyboard, Joshua's guitar, and his voice. I commented to Joshua that while the pandemic essentially wiped out our world as performers, some in the business used the time to advantage, which Joshua did by making this CD. I used the time last year to do something. It was really getting back to my first love, which is music. I have been known to do some film and television and several Broadway shows. I'm a Broadway star in New York. I know, I know, I'm a fan. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, all throughout, you know, before Broadway, I loved music. I grew up singing in church. And so I I took last year to to really focus, um, I think like a lot of artists did, and say, what am I most passionate about? And for me, that's music, performing producing um, and, and writing music. And so I thought, well, what is the most important thing to my, you know, what's heavy on my heart? And for me, all the emotions were just right here um, in the middle of last year and how I felt about my, my, uh, my, my wife, my kids, you know, my desire to be an artist, um, but also 
and go as far as I can as an artist and learn as much as I can, but also be held down by my family in an amazing way um, is something that I wanted to talk about. And, and I wanted to do it um, in a way that was authentic to my voice. Like I said, I love soul and I, and I love pop. And so my producer, Theron Feimster, who has worked with everyone from Michael Jackson, Mary J. Blige, Justin Bieber, Doja Cat. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, in about three months, we got we got this album together. He, he on the West Coast and me in New York. And he encouraged me to use my full voice. Right. And not, you know, think about the highway of sound that I want to be on in funky, soulful pop, but not limit myself in terms of how high and how low and and richness and, you know, what the, the, use all of my voice. So um, I used the time to really take inventory of what I was passionate about and how I wanted to, you know, give my thoughts to the world through music. about using your full voice and that was something that really struck me really stood out for me because you have this huge ability and a lot of pop music I hate to call it pop because it's such a throwaway term but we've got to use it people have one one note kind of a lot of people, if oh, yeah. I could say that, it's like, okay, so they're Johnny really good note. on the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you used it all and you have that. And I love that your producer said that to you or that he was where you co-produced this with him. So, but that he encouraged that because that's something you can do that I think a lot of people can't or wouldn't be encouraged to do. And it really jumped out at me. Thank you, Judy. I mean, a good example of that is like, my super high falsetto that I, I've been influenced by, like, uh, a Prince is a huge influence. And D'Angelo is a huge influence. And so that's something that I have developed in, in my voice for a very long time. So in a song like Hold Me, you know, that chorus, that just flips up and, and then it goes straight back down into your chest voice. I wanted to I wanted to use that. And it felt so natural, you know, for a for a for an emotional offering, like, I want to shoot for the stars, but I also want to be held, you know, want to be held. So musically, it made sense. And I wanted to feature that side of my voice. Baby. 
lovely to hear you explain how you use your voice and connect it with the story mm-hmm. and your acting chops, I'm sure, and your acting history, all of that, because so often people who do have a great ability are using their voice just to show that great voice, you know, and you, you know, okay, now I'm, cause I can go high. I'm going high. <laughs> not me, not me. You know, one of the lessons I've learned from listening to a fair amount of jazz, one of my favorite um, jazz vocalists is Kurt Elling. And if you listen to him, you know, he takes the words off the page and he massages it. It's like he, crumples it up, he throws it away, and then he he digests it. And then it seeps through his pores in a beautiful way. And you've never heard anyone sing a song like Kurt Elling. And he, he's got a tremendous range, too. He takes his chest voice way up to, like, just he can do anything. And he can get dirty and just, it sounds like a mistake sometimes, and he just rebounds. And, <laughs> but but that's the beauty of, of, of using everything and thinking about the lyric, you know, the story, the through line of the lyric, and not just the lyrics and your voice. Those two things are intertwined when it comes to, I think, the greats. And I consider Kurt Elling, I mean, I call him a vocal Jedi. For me, he's like the top, (laughs) top, he's a vocal Jedi. Um, Oh, that's great. Top vocalist for me, like period. And even at the ends of phrases, when he's done, he does this thing where he, like a, a saxophone that's decrescendoing, he will still hold on to a sound. I mean, all this, the colors that he uses, <laughs> it's incredible. Anyway, you can tell him a Kurt Elling fan. Love you, Kurt.
Elling, a favorite of my guest, Joshua Henry, who first made a name for himself in his Tony-nominated performance in the Scottsboro Boys on Broadway, and as Aaron Burr in the first touring company of Hamilton. Today, we're revisiting my 2021 conversation with Joshua. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I loved the contrast on your CD of Tomorrow. It is such Mm. a surprise and unexpected, not just within the CD, but just who would think of approaching that tune that way? You did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You It's lovely. Thank you. I... It was a song that, I mean, it's got so much hope in it. And I always joke around, while I'm not a 10-year-old redheaded orphan, um, I I resonate so much with that message. And it was one of the last songs that we put on the album. I picked up my guitar and was just, I wanted to sing a song that, that had a positive message in it. And as I started playing, it just, it was in three, four, instead of, Four four, and it just dug deep, and it was it was like a cry for help that you know that you trust is coming. And my my manager, um, my music manager, was like, "Okay, let's do this song for real." And so we recorded the vocal over a couple different times, and we can never beat what I originally did just live. And we like, let's leave it like that. Let's just leave it. The song will come out tomorrow. Your bottom dollar there tomorrow. There'll be some just thinking about tomorrow. Clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow. Till there's none When I'm stuck with a day That's gray And only I just stick up my chin And grin And say Often, I hear someone with a great voice, and I wish they would just do something in a straightforward way without a a huge production. I love (laughs) orchestra, and it's killing me that I can't be there for your Nat Cole show (laughs) with orchestra. But just guitar or people with just piano, jazz people will do that, Mm -hmm. but you very seldom hear other people do it. And and there's all these Broadway people with great voices that then do recitals and you think, you know, do at least one tune that just 
has one instrument accompanying you. It, I just find it very emotional. And I understand what you mean about tomorrow and that the first time was, it just was right from the heart. It was, you know, stripped bare. It, it was lovely, especially for now with every, we're all looking for that tomorrow. I, I was, I teared up when I was listening to it because mm. I was thinking, remember tomorrow's only a day away, Judy. <laughs> you know? We have to remind ourselves of that. Being a part of the Broadway community, we shut down for a year and a half. Film and TV started coming back, but like, you know, if you're primarily a stage actor, that's, 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 that's the only message you have tomorrow or next week. But, um, but I, I so appreciate that. And I, and I'm right there with you. Like for me, my voice is a gift that I try to really water and it's sacred to me. And it was important to me to, to showcase that I love production. I love beats. You know, I love a a heavy soulful strings, all of it. I love it. But when we were doing my album grow, one of the things that was happening was, um, our incredible mixer was putting some effects on my voice here and there. And I was like, nah, nah, we can do it in production, but like, not, don't put anything on my voice. I've worked too hard for it and I love it. I love it. And I want people to hear my voice. Yeah, give me a little reverb here. Cool, cool. But like, I don't like heavy effects on my, on my voice because I feel like I, I, that's what, it, that's, it's special and I want to share that. Turn off the TV to avoid the news Look up to heaven cause I'm so confused Another child lost in the city No place to go even the finest schools Somebody told me dark days would come I know that I can't be the only one that wants to know if there's a heart Makes the world go round, don't it? But money brings the morals down, don't it? Huh. Well, there's some things money can't buy. Even if you spend every dollar in the world on it. Joshua Henry on Stand Up from his debut album, Grow. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on your favorite podcast platform and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate 22 years on air. I have a new book celebrating this anniversary called Great Inspirations, 22 Years of Jazz Inspired on NPR, a collection of some of my favorite conversations from the show, including early guests like Frank Gehry and E.L. Doctorow, to more recent conversations with Seth MacFarlane and Glenn Close. Give the gift of inspiration. Go to judycarmichael.com for more information. I'm talking with Tony Award-nominated actor-singer-producer Joshua Henry. Here's Joshua from the 2018 Broadway cast recording of Carousel. I wonder what he'll think of me I guess he'll call me the old man I guess he'll think I can lick every other fella's father Well, I can't I bet that he'll turn out to be the spitting image of his dad. But he'll have more common sense than his pudding headed father ever had. I'll teach him to wrestle and dive through a wave when we go in the mornings for our swim. His mother can teach him the way to behave, but she won't make a sissy out of him. Not him, not my boy, not Bill. Bill. My boy Bill, I will see that he's named after me. I will. My boy Bill, he'll be tall and as tough as a tree. Will Bill, like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high and his feet planted firm on the ground. And you won't see nobody dare or try to boss him or toss him around. No pop-bellied, baggy-eyed bully will boss him around. I don't give a damn what he does, as long as he does what he likes. He can sit on his tail or work on a rail with a hammer, a hammer in spikes. He can ferry a boat on a river or pedal a pack on his back or work up and down the streets of a town with a whip and a horse and a hack. He can haul a scow along a canal, run a cow around a corral, or maybe bark for a carousel. Of course, it takes talent. 
to do that well. He might be a champ of the heavyweights, or a fellow that sells you glue, or president of the United States. That'd be all right too. <laughs> His mother would like that, but he wouldn't be president unless he wanted to be. Not Bill. My boy Bill, he'll be tall and as tough as a tree. Well, Bill, like a tree, he'll grow with his head held high and his feet planted firm on the ground. And you won't see nobody dare to try to boss him or toss him around. No fat-bottom, flabby-faced, pot-bellied, banky-eyed bastard will boss him around. My guest, Joshua Henry, charged in another direction from his Broadway activities and recorded his debut album, Grow, during the pandemic lockdown, with music Joshua calls funky, soulful pop. I asked him about his composition on this CD, Take My Breath Away. Take My Breath Away is the song that I wrote for my oldest son, Samson, who right now is three and a half, and I wanted him to know um, at some point in his life like how much he means to daddy. And, and I wanted to speak some incredible affirmations into his life and let him know that he's always supported. And anytime he looks at me or anytime he thinks about me, the effect that he has on his father. Um, and, you know, it's funny, the other day I, I played it for him and his voice is actually featured on the track like right towards the end. <laughs> And he looked at me like, and it's like he remembered this time. And this was in the middle of last year. I took a video of him and just asking him, hey, does daddy love you this much or does daddy love you this much? He's like, that much, you know? Oh. And so, yeah, I, um, it was, it was special to have that, that on, on record, my first record forever. from baby cries you brought a love out of me that i needed now my little prince makes me feel undefeated keep it naughty keep it snotty you go body me your mommy and moana know you'll never know how far you go even if you go prodigal come back home young lion king with a crown never hold your head down you got guard as a constant resilient baby boy renaissance so many firsts so many burps so many hurts so let me change shirts so let me put s on my chest and if i'm stressed never forget eight pounds one ounce s Slow down, gotta change you too. Already changed me. That's how you do. Oh, do. Take my breath away. You had a lyric. I want to quote this that I really loved. Impossible. I wrote this down because I love this. I gave up on fantasies, but you proved that they're real. That's mm. so beautiful. Talk about this tune. I love that, and that lyric is just just wonderful. Thank you, Judy. I. That was the first lyric of the, not just the song, but the first lyric that came to me. Mm. Um, because, you know, I was just in a place where I was thinking about all the things that I want um, and 
how far out they can seem at times. And, and then you have little small moments like your kid looking at you and just giving you a hug or the person that you're close to, like my wife, Catherine, saying, hey, I love you. I'm, I'm here to support you. And that, to me, there's so much dreamlike quality in that. You're like, of all the people in the world, of all the things that I could have heard and seen right now, I get to witness this beauty or feel that love. And that to me is like a, uh, it's like a fantasy come true. Mm. So um, that's, uh, it's like the stuff <laughs> that's far out there um, can actually be here and now if we open our eyes. I gave up on fantasies, but you proved that they're real. Never fading for you, I'll be waiting. I will stand still. I will, I will kiss the wind in my face like it's you. Pray to God that is true. Wear a smile like I see your face. Yeah, I'll save a place for what's possible. People envy, I know they envy, people with talent because we hear it all the time. I wish I had a voice like you. I wish I could dance like you. I wish all those things. But I think one of the great gifts, certainly an equal gift, is our way of living, is the way that creative people live. Every day we get up with purpose, enthusiasm, hopefully, and what can I create? Even if we're having a bad day, we bring ourselves back to that. So I'd like you to speak to that because this, your beautiful project epitomizes that, but you obviously, that came from your heart. So that's, that's it's, uh, it, the way you live. It, it, it's the way I try to live. Um, and like you said, whether you're having a bad day or a bad month or year, you know, for me, it's like the rug got pulled out last year. Um, and, and I had my whole thing was like, I, I want to be productive. I want to continue to be creative. And after I got quiet and I think through just thinking about gratitude for a while, something I try to do every morning, which really grounds me what's in front of me, what can I see and smell and how, what I can feel that helped me to think about productivity in a different way. Right now, me as an artist being productive is taking care of my son while my wife is at work. And, and I have to, I choose to believe that doing that is going to give me all the creative fuel that I need for whatever comes next, whether that's next month or six months down the road. And I would not, and I will not be the complete artist that I can be. The, the, the songs will not flow as much as they will. If I don't, take this moment for what it is, right? And that's not me with a pen and pad and my guitar right now. It's seeing life right here and taking inventory and living right here. That is going to lead me to be the best artist that I can be. 
not trying to be somewhere that I'm not. And so that's something that I've, a gratitude practice has helped me to really embrace. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that is, that helped me so much to stay buoyant mm. because I, you know, whereas I didn't have my, my guitar in front of me all the time, <laughs> you know, my, which I always do. Um, my son's eyes, his, vo- his literal voice, I, I started paying attention to more last year and hearing the texture of his voice mm. and, and the fabric of it and really seeing where that is. It's like, ooh, it's in this mezzo-soprano-y place that I've never, and the innocence that flows through his words and, you know, the, the rhythm um, of, of his excitement is a whole, it's a whole work of art. Mm. And that's what I've been, that's what's allowed me to pay attention more um, and see any situation that I'm in um, as something that's going to uh, uh, help me um, enrich my view of the world and share with people. I really believe in the gift that I have to share that will stir people emotionally and help them, whether that's to help them groove or to, to help them think about something more positively, you know, or, or have hope for tomorrow. Since I really believe in that, then everything that comes my way, I try to view as a benefit for me, mm. you know, and, and I try to, and I try to think about a hard, <laughs> it's funny. I, I hadn't seen anyone besides my incredible family for like a month and a half straight. Like hadn't left the house like so many people. And I was like going a little bit stir crazy for a minute there. And, you know, I was just praying and listening in some quiet time. And the thought came to me, well, what, let's talk about isolation. What is that? Like, think about that. Don't rush through that. Don't try, just try to get back to the thing. You, <laughs> it's all about like, you could appreciate the mountaintop, but you have to like go through a valley. Like, what is that about to be able to talk about it? So, yeah, that's how I, try I think that's, I think it's great because I think that most of us are never going to have a time like that. There was a part of me that was thought, you know, it's good for you not to be on an airplane for, you know, because I'm always on an airplane. So it was nice mm. to just stay home and get up and think I don't have to be anywhere. And I have travel nightmares like everyone I know. You know, there's always the the piano doesn't show up, the luggage is lo- whatever, because you're always working towards that airplane. You know, you're on the road. <laughs> the, as soon as we shut down, they all stopped. And I thought, wow, you really need to integrate some new things into your life. <laughs> but it's, it's a great lesson. It's a great mm. lesson. So talk about checking in, because it also, not only did it have a great groove, but it, it's wonderful about staying connected and relationships and keeping that going. Thank you. I mean, that's one that I wrote specifically in that three-month period for the album that, you know, checking in on someone you care about. I was like, I got to call my, my mom and my dad more. Um, or even, uh, just someone you've been in a relationship with that you haven't spoken to in a long time. I know a lot of people checked up on me when I needed it, you know, and I'm kind of like an introvert. So I feel like I don't need it as much. And 
I feel bad sometimes because I don't do as much checking in on someone else as I should. But um, I, that I wanted it to feel like a, a tentative, you know, ask. Sometimes, uh, you know, like musically speaking, you know, it's a really staccato um, intro. And, and, you know, sometimes we feel tentative about checking in on folks, like because we feel like either being an intrusion or... It just we don't want to be too much. You good? Okay, okay, I'm out. Okay, okay, you're all right. Just okay, and I'm out. But like that's what I wanted it to feel like. Mm. And then when the chorus lands, there's this easy sway that happens, right? Because you realize you actually needed it. You it was actually a worthwhile inquiry to check in on someone and say how have you been. Um, so it came out of a, a real life check in that happened to me. Um, you know. But, um, yeah, I was asked, calling a friend and I was like, you're good. I'm just, just checking to make sure you're all right. And he just kind of unloaded on me in an amazing way that he really needed to. Um, good friend. And and I was like, no, this is really important. Fingernails on my back, you were scratch, yeah. I'm missing that. I'm missing that. Way too honest for the place we're at. But can't hide the facts. Something that happened during this time is that a lot of people made phone calls who don't even pick up the phone anymore because phones are so passe. It's like, you know, I remember I used to get all my work through the phone and now it's all email for me. And if I leave a message, people actually said, that's so old fashioned, Judy. Nobody listens to messages anymore. And I'm like, I'm trying to save some time here, people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can go back and forth. But you talking about checking in, I think that, that that's a good message too. Because I think, as you say, a lot of people don't even know that they need it or they want it. I know I get very intense on my work and I think I don't want to go anywhere. I don't need to go anywhere. And then as soon as somebody asks me out and I get out, and I think, man, I really needed that. <laughs> so we don't even necessarily know it. Yeah, you needed that escape. You needed to, you know, not just be fixated on something for a second, you know. And that, just that feeling of someone else caring about you that you didn't even anticipate is like mm. that release of, oh, somebody loves you, baby. You know? <laughs> um, so. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Talk about awe of her. There's another beauty. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is a song that um, came about because I was thinking about my incredible wife, Catherine, who has had our three children and seeing the dedication and the grace with which she is raising her these these children and, and supporting and caring for my dream. Um, and the way I feel like I need to live my life as 
someone with a a, a gift to share um, is is incredible. So I was thinking about her, and I was also thinking about my mom, the mm. strongest woman that I know, and how she. I think you know she's she's turned seventy this year, and and she hasn't been celebrated for her strength and her outspoken nature, which I really appre- I appreciate about her. Mm. You know, she hasn't been celebrated for that. And so I was like, nah, you know, this is the time to, to talk about that. And the first, the first lyric that came is from the song was sneakers to heels, like no big deal. <laughs> and I think about the, these two women and, and so many women um, in our lives that, that put on different hats and shoes um, to go in different arenas, oftentimes they're under, underappreciated. Um, and it's really a phenomenal thing when you sit back and witness, you know, that, you know, the, just the imagery of, of, a, of a heel, which I'll never, which, you know, I don't wear, and some guys do, but like, <laughs> I haven't had to wear a heel um, but just wait, just, you never I mean, know. I mean, I mean, You're an old. actor. Yes, it's true. I mean, um, but just not a, a big deal. Changing hats, changing, being a, a, a mother, a, an incredible partner, you know, a coworker, dealing with things that I never have to deal with. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted to write a song honoring the women in my life. And again, it had to be similar to tomorrow, I didn't want tons of production on it because it's a, it's a very sacred thing, a, a woman. And that's why I said, ah, I didn't want to say I'm impressed by you or, you know, you rock my world, babe. You know, there's a couple of things I could have said, but for me, awe was, was the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, so inspired and, and just blown away by the women in my life. Oh, oh, oh. 
My guest, Joshua Henry, on his composition, Awe of Her, from his debut CD, Grow. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Tick, tick, boom. I'm very excited about this. Tick, tick, boom. If you've ever heard of the musical Rent, it was written by Jonathan Larson. And um, Tick, Tick, Boom was a a project that um, led him to Rent. And it's all about, you know, his struggle as an artist, <laughs> which is very familiar to to find his place in art and in relationships. And, you know, Andrew Garfield, I've seen a cut of the movie, just portrays him so brilliantly. And um, the struggles to know that you have something special to offer with on this, without a shadow of a doubt. But. You know, can you get a producer to believe in you? Can you get a, a theater to believe in you? You know, uh, a music director. And all of these things are, are talked about in this movie. You know, Vanessa Hutchins is in it. Alexandra Ship, Ramada Jesus and, and myself. And, you know, we filmed it in, in fall of last year at a time when I'll say I really needed it because it was the only creative outlet in person that I had had in what? seven, eight months. <laughs> so to talk about artist struggles and how we get through together, um, filming it in, in the fall of last year meant a lot to me. So how did it, you film it with all the protocols and everything? Where did when, you film it? We filmed it in New York um, in, in a, I believe it was out in, in Brooklyn mm-hmm. um, at, a, at a studio in different locations. But oh my goodness, it was so hard because the safety protocols were if, if there's something now, they were 50 times more last year. Um, so every day was, you know, we couldn't even, we can barely hang out with each other. As soon as they would say cut, you know, 50 shields came on. They had to clear the room with these chemicals and we had to go away to a different tent. So it was very unlike any uh, movie set or I've ever been on because you wanted to be like, oh my gosh, that was really good. They're like, clear out, go to section red because, you, gotta, you know, just for safety. So I'm glad that they took special care. I've never shot a movie like that, but I think you'll still feel the love and, and the um, the vulnerability and, and passion in this story um, through Jonathan Larson's eyes. And listen, Joshua, thank you so much for taking this time. You're in LA. It's been so much fun. I'm a big fan. Thank you for taking the time. And the CD is incredible. So much fun. It's just, it's great. It's heartfelt. And it gets me dancing around the house, which is, so see, it has everything. Mission accomplished. (laughs) I so appreciate talking to you about it, Judy. Thank you. You've been listening to my conversation with Joshua Henry. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another celebrated creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms or at jazzinspired.com. 
Jazz Inspired is also sponsored in part by Page at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York. Serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Page at 63 Main at opentable.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one. From my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with my Cashem on sax and Chris Glory on guitar. I'll be appearing at Bay Street Theater in Sag Harbor, New York, December 17th. For my complete concert schedule, visit judycarmichael.com. And for a schedule of upcoming jazz-inspired programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. 